Continuing discussion of Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 797, Sundara. Beautiful. When we discuss Krishna's beauty, it's not just his beauty. His beauty is overwhelming, but it's a whole experience. His laughter, his loving glances, his flute playing, his own bodily beauty is there, and the beauty of his brilliant yellow cloth and the garlands he wears, and his activities, his pastimes, they're also very beautiful, his, especially his pastimes with the gopis in Vrindavan, and their love for him enhances his beauty even more. So it's all a big package. He's love incarnate, and we, we incarnate, yes, <laughs> strange word. Anyway, love must be beautiful. Love may have other features. There may be sometimes anger or fear in love, but the very core essence quality of love is very thickly mixed with beauty. And that beauty is Krishna, is manifest most dazzlingly as Krishna. He is Sundara. Sundara means beauty. He is beauty. Wherever we see beauty, that is Krishna. He's so beautiful that even Narayana, who himself is beautified by Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune, the most beautiful of all, Lakshmi Narayana, but even Narayana is entranced by the beauty of Krishna. Lakshmi is entranced by the beauty of Narayana. And she resides on the chest of Narayana in all his forms, as Krishna also. She resides on his chest in the form of one mole or curl of hair. Srivatsa. The Chaitanya Charitamrita, most confidential scripture informing us that Krishna's beauty and everything about him is so attractive that he attracts even himself. Anyone except a demon would be attracted by the beauty of Krishna, and even the demons are attracted. Krishna who is all love, he, he, he loves lovely things. He loves the gopis of Vrindavan. They're the most lovely creatures. And naturally, when he sees his own form, he also becomes attracted and wants to embrace himself. In, in seeing in Dwaraka, Krishna sees a, a pillar of gems and himself reflected in that so 
fresh, shining, beautiful, youthful. How, how many adjectives can we say? He becomes so attracted that he himself wants to, he wants to embrace himself. And then he thinks that I, I can't embrace myself. Radha embraces me. She can enjoy that. I can't enjoy it. And therefore he decides to come. Radha bhava duty suvalitam naomi krishna swarupam. Krishna in the form of Krishna, but completely imbued, overtaken by the sentiments of Sri Radha and her bodily luster. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the mystery of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who can give me happiness? Radha. What is it like to be Radha? It's great being Krishna. It's great being anyone. It's it's a a continuously wonderful experience to be alive in Krishna consciousness, in the spiritual world, even for the grass. What to speak of the cows and the cowherd men and the cowherd boys and the cowherd girls and the cowherd boys and girls' mothers to be alive is wonderful because Krishna, all in relation to Krishna, and Krishna, he's the central point of all love, but that love is so intense in Radha that sometimes he wonders, what's it like to be Radha? How does she enjoy seeing my beauty? I sometimes see my beauty in a pillar reflected or a pool of water, but she all the time, everyone, every living being except myself can relish my beauty, and even I desire to do so, but especially she relishes seeing my beauty. And then Krishna, with he has this lobha, he has this greed to experience the sentiments of Radha. So in this way, he must become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The, the, what, kim so kim, what is the happiness she experiences? That beauty, that love, it's the abode of all joy. What is that happiness she experiences from me? She is the essence of all love, or the all love is in her. We say in Krishna, yes, but Krishna is the object of all love, and the love actually resides, the love for Krishna resides in every living being who loves Krishna, and especially in Radha. And it can be put around the other way also that Radha is the object of Krishna's love, and Krishna is the Ashraya, he's the receptacle of, of the person who experiences that love. But Krishna, in his perpetual competition with Radha, transcendental competition, who is the most beautiful, who is the most witty, who is the most attractive, who is the most loving, Krishna is always 
defeated by Radha. Her beauty. We're talking about the beauty of Krishna. Maybe someday we'll think of the beauty of Radha. We're thinking of the beauty of Krishna. We are directed. Vishnu Sahasrana. We are directed to the beauty of Narayana. Look up a little further. Look at the beauty of Krishna. What is Krishna looking at? Krishna is looking at the beauty of Radha. We sing every day. Venung vananta maravinda dalayataksham parhavatangsamasitam buddha sundarangam sundarangam Kandarpa koti kamaniya vishesha shobham govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. Naturally, I already quoted this verse in this talk, but let us say it again and again. Daily we celebrate the beauty of Krishna as Brahma did in his vision of Krishna playing the flute, <clears throat> lotus petal eyes, his head bedecked with a peacock feather. <clears throat> his whole complexion like that of a nimbus, a, a large, dark rain cloud. Ah, Asitam Buddha, his whole body, Sundaranga, more lovely than uncountable gods of love. This is Krishna. Everything about him. The description is there, everything about him, down to the toenails, the toenails of Krishna, everything about him, the, his feet, his, his, the soles of his palms and the soles of his feet, they're so beautiful, marked with special markings which distinguish him from anyone else. And many times we see that his, his, his chest is open and bare, but at the same time there's the Vajayanti, the garland of forest flowers which goes right down to his feet. And thus the flowers of that garland have the great fortune to appear as if they are beautifying Krishna, although actually they take their beauty from Krishna. In the, yeah, again, we can say from, from his waist, there, there's a there's sh shimmering yellow cloth uh, with a, a, uh, a belt. What do you call that? A sash, a sash. His hair flowing black, very beautiful. Asita, Asitam Buddha Sundarangam. His Asita means black. So like a black cloud, his whole body and the black hair and flowing nicely, curling down to his shoulders, playing his flute, Krishna. On the bank of the Yamuna at Keshighat, what is the sound of that flute? What is the sight of that form? He's the supreme majesty. 
He never loses his supreme majesty. But in Vrindavan, his beauty and his love are so overwhelming that his majesty as being the, the most powerful, it's eclipsed. Just like when there's an eclipse, if it's a solar eclipse, we cannot, well, that's a bit dangerous to look, but say lunar eclipse, then we, we cannot see the moon, just maybe a little, little hint is there. So in the same way in Vrindavan, Krishna's majesty is eclipsed by his beauty and his love. Isn't that amazing? If we say, what is his majesty? What is his power? From an expansion of his expansion, innumerable universes emanate in seed form. There are innumerable Vaikuntha planets in which he resides and presides. And above all of these is Golok Rindavan. He's so powerful. It's absolutely beyond our conception, completely beyond our conception. But in Vrindavan, his beauty and his love are so intense that his majesty, he's not any, he's not any less the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vrindavan, but his beauty and his love are so, so intense that his majesty becomes as if not there. Incomparable. What shall we say? Incomparable. Perfect beauty. The perfection of all beauty. Incomparable. Worshipped throughout the universe as God. But when we come to and, and worshipped for being beautiful, but when we come to Vrindavan, then we can know actually what is the beauty of God in f full... F no, actually, we can't. <laughs> as much as there is our capacity, we can drink through our, through our eyes the beauty of Krishna. As long as we are attracted to the beauty of this world, then it, it, it is as if we have cataracts by which even if we see the form of Krishna, we, don't, we are not attracted. But Krishna means who attracts everyone. Most attractive. Chaitanya Charitamrita. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, at length, Krishna's beauty is described again and again and again throughout the topmost scriptures of the world, which are not given much attention by the great philosophers who are very concerned. Neti, neti. It's not this. It's not this. What is it? It's Krishna. That's what it is. That's what you're searching for. You'll say it's not this and it's not that. And what is it? And the Buddhists will say, you can't say it is, you can't say it isn't, you can't say it both is, and you can't say it both isn't, you can't say it neither is or neither isn't. Krishna. Just forget all this. Just say Krishna. See Krishna. Be attracted by Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
His very name, Chaitanya, Krishna Chaitanya. His consciousness is completely Krishna, absorbed in Krishna. So at different times, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifests symptoms of being particularly absorbed in one particular facet of the charm that is Krishna. We find at one time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is absorbed in uh, the taste of Krishna's lips uh, as he takes prasad from the temple of Jagannath and he becomes absorbed in what is the taste of Krishna's lips. So at one time he's absorbed in that. Sometimes he becomes absorbed what is the dancing of Krishna. Sometimes he becomes absorbed in contemplating what is the beauty of Krishna. So we find in Chaitanya, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami has given some insights into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Divyonmada, divine madness of love for Krishna. We have his pastimes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. And just a little hint, Chaitanya Charitamrita was written especially to give insights into the final pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but Krishidas Kaviraj gives just a little hint in the Antyalila of the Divyon Madha, the transcendental madness that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu experienced, especially in the final 12 years of his pastimes, especially at nighttime. So some transcendental hint, some hint of that transcendental madness is given in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's description. Just a hint means we get a little, a little insight, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is experiencing this at every moment for, for 12 years and especially at night. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we have the description in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita of, of the beauty of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is experiencing and, and trying to communicate that to others and Sarup Damodar who is non-different from him. He's, he knows what's, he's, he's one with the heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's singing songs of Krishna which exactly complement the mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and then that feeling, that mood becomes more and more enhanced and sometimes Sarup Damodar has to cool him down also. By, by singing songs to divert his attention because it becomes too, too much. Radha, she, she can, the, the woman can bear more pain than the man. So Radha is apprehensive about Krishna taking her loving feelings because it's, it's too much pain. Pain, the pain of love, the beauty of love, the the joy of love, it's all mixed up. How, how much can Krishna take? And at some point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he had to enter the temple of Gopinath and uh, entered Gopinath at the Tota on the seashore. Then that was the end of his manifest pastimes. Anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes the beauty 
of Krishna, as Kaviraj Goswami has described, that the beauty of Krishna is an ocean of nectar and the waves of that ocean. It's a, it's a permanent tsunami and the very high waves of that ocean. Now we may think if there's, well, if there are high hills, they will withstand the tsunami, the very high waves, but the, the hills, which are the, the, the soul of the devotee, the, the waves of that ocean of Krishna's nectar beauty completely overwhelm the hills of the devotee's love for Krishna. His, his words are very beautiful. His, his, the vision of him is beautiful. The, 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 word, the sound of his voice is beautiful. The way he speaks and the words he speaks, very beautiful. Delight, karnananda, delight for the ears. Uh, his arms and his, his arms, his legs, his, his arms are very soft, but at the same time very powerful. And all the senses, he enchants all the senses. The seeing him, touching him, tasting him, smelling him, uh, hearing him. It's just an overwhelmment of, of beauty, sweetness. The sweetness, the 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 beauty of the the fragrance of his lips. These are the descriptions we have from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. They're inconceivable to us who are on the platform of trying to enjoy this material world. So all the five senses, uh, Krishna's form, his qualities appreciated in the mind, the the fragrance of his body the taste of the betel nuts which he gives as prasad and all the five senses like it's like a horse with a chariot with five horses and all the chariot all the horses they're out of control they're all pulling in different ways his his love and his beauty within the mind of the devotee is like a like a, a dance in response to his beauty and his love but it, it's it's a mad dance which uh, at the end it's Tandava Nritya it's devastating uh, but Chaitanya Mahabharu says I, I can't blame my senses for being out of control because Krishna is so much Attractive. Krishna is so powerful to attract them all. It's not even Krishna's trying to. He's just like that. Everything about him. So his his fragrance, his his mildness, his strength is just intoxication. Poets describe the moon in autumn, which is undoubtedly very beautiful. But what is that compared to the face of Krishna with, with the hair as a frame 
to the picture of his face. Peacock feathers on his hair. Is this repetitive? Yes. Let us repeat again and again. Ah, his, his beauty is as if killing with the gopis, with, with love. Ah, stealing their hearts. Stealing the hearts of all living beings. Jagajana Manalobha is all the enlightened souls in the universe become greedy to chase after his beauty. Uh, especially the gopis of Vrindavan are famous. They achieve fame. They're not interested in fame, but they're, they're famous because they're the, the perfect foils for Krishna's loving pastimes. His beauty is naturally it enchants the whole world, but especially the gopis of Vrindavan are the perfect recipients and the perfect reciprocators and inspirations for Krishna's beauty. Krishna's beauty is itself an inspiration for the love of the gopis. Udipan is the technical term. But they themselves inspire him more and more and more, so much so that when he goes outside Vrindavan and if he even thinks of Vrindavan, then he feels himself to be so much, although he's perfectly satisfied in Dwarka, but he feels himself to be insufficient and even trillions of kalpas, days of Brahma in Dwarka, the happiness there cannot measure even the time it takes to blink in Vrindavan. The gopis, his, his shining cheeks reflect on their shining cheeks. And he has his makara kundala, his, his typical earrings, uh, with his, he's playing his flute, looking at the gopi from the corner of his eyes, pretending as if he's not looking at them and very much looking at them. Those glances, they kill the gopis. They, uh, kill their chastity. He, he's like a hunter who simply by his glance he shoots arrows and pierces the hearts of the gopis. Uh, his arms very soft like, like a blue snake, very dangerous snake <laughs> because those arms they open up the hearts of the gopis and with and then they inject the venom of his love for them these are the poetic descriptions we can repeat them they're charming to us but we cannot even imagine those who are actually devotees how much they can relish this thus the devotees they like to hear this again and again and again Many, many thousands, thousands of verses praising the beauty of Krishna. I'm going to read from the fourth canto of Bhagavatam, 24th chapter, verses 45 and 46. Snigda pravridghanashamam. Did you hear that? Ghanashamam. 
famous name of Krishna, Ganesham, his, his, his beautiful black blueness of his body is like that, very, very thick and solid, like the, like the cloud. Snigda pravird ghanashamam sarva saundarya sangraham. He is the collection, as if to say, of all beauty. Charvyayata chatur bahu sujata ruchirananam padmakosha palashaksham sundara brusunasikam sudvijam sukapolasyam Samakarna Vibhushanam. The Sanskrit is quite simple and who knows, a little can follow it. Sundarabhu, beautiful eyebrows. Sudvijam. Dvijam is, means twice born and is commonly said to be Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, but Dvija, teeth are also twice born, so he has very beautiful teeth. I'll read Srila Prabhupada's translation of these verses. The Lord's beauty resembles a dark cloud during the rainy season. As the rainfall glistens, his bodily features also glisten. Indeed, he is the sum total of all beauty. The Lord has four arms. Remember, this is Narayan form. The Lord has four arms and an exquisitely beautiful face with eyes like lotus petals, a beautiful, highly raised nose, a mind-attracting smile, a beautiful forehead, and equally beautiful and fully decorated ears.